0: Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, we are back again doing a mock draft. This is the second video of today. If you missed out on the video from earlier today, or if you're new here, please make sure to check it out. It is NFC Bold Predictions for Fantasy Football in 2020. So in this video, we are doing a 12-team mock draft in PPR from the first overall spot. Normally, I touch on the back half of the first round. So I decided to go ahead and put us right at the beginning, the number one overall pick in your fantasy football draft. If at any point in this video you end up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. It's free and I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship. And while you're down there, check out the Patreon. Patreon.com slash fantasy, $7.50 for the whole month of August. You're really going to enjoy it and it's going to have enough information to help you guys win that championship to even further solidify it just from wa- from reading that as well as watching the YouTube video. So this draft is one quarterback, two running backs, two wideouts, a tight end flex kicker, defense, and six bench spots. We are drafting on Fantasy Pros Draft, Wizard up against the computer. We are drafting against Composite ADP, ESPN ADP, Fantrax ADP, RT Sports ADP, as well as Composite Best Ball to try to get the most accurate type of draft. For what you guys are going to be seeing when you guys are doing your actual drafts a week from now, Two weeks from now, three weeks from now, whatever you do, your actual draft before the season. So, we are the first pick of the draft, so we don't have to recap anything. So, for me, the first pick, there's only a deb- debate to me within two players. That is either you draft Christian McCaffrey or you draft Saquon Barkley. Now, the reason to draft Christian McCaffrey, obviously, he was the best running back last year, the best player in fantasy last year. This guy literally carried your fucking team all season long. He could put up a thousand rush yards, he could put up a thousand passing yards, he, not passing yards, a thousand receiving yards. He can do it all. I wouldn't even be surprised if the guy went back there and went full Patrick Mahomes and was throwing no-look passes to DJ Moore. That would not surprise me at all because that's how good of an athlete Christian McCaffrey is. For Saquon Barkley, the argument is he would have been much better last year if he didn't get hurt. He comes back very fast off of injuries. If he was to get hurt, you know a guy that might miss a month based off of an injury, he's gonna miss just two weeks because the guy is ultra fast because the guy's a freak athlete as well. Should be running up against a better offensive line. Should be running with a better overall team with Daniel Jones being better. So it's really a pick your poison there. But to me, the answer is easy and I would clearly take Christian McCaffrey at the 101. I just think the receiving upside is so immense. Saquon Barkley can do it too. But Christian McCaffrey to me is just a lock to get over a hundred targets. The guy is gonna be an absolute fucking monster this season. I see no reason not to drive Christian McCaffrey if he doesn't finish number one he's likely finishing number two and that is the range of outcomes for Christian McCaffrey there's no way unless he was to get injured he finishes anywhere near outside of the top five at the running back position so the one thing I don't like about picking as the number one overall spot is that you gotta wait a while until it's your pick I feel like a lot of nice picks go in between where you get to pick first and then by the time you're picking your second overall pick in the draft, whereas normally if you're picking towards the back, you get those nice two guys relatively soon, and I really prefer to do that, but that doesn't mean you can't win your draft with the first overall pick because you have an extreme advantage having the best player in fantasy football, Christian McCaffrey, as your first pick. So after we went with Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley came on the board, followed by Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, Devontae Adams, Derrick Henry, Joseph Mixon, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, DeAndre Hopkins, and Julio Jones to close out the first round. Nothing too out of the ordinary in the first round. Four wide receivers coming off the board. Typically, I'd say the range is two to four wide receivers going in the first round of the draft because it's typically dominated by the running back position. Same thing goes with the second round of the draft. To start off the second round, we see Tyreek Hill followed by Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, Nicholas Chubb, Pat Mahomes, Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, Lamar, Jackson, and Chris Godwin. So the big two quarterbacks off the board in the second round, like I say in every single video. Very typical to see those guys go in the second round, as well as the big two tight ends in Kelsey and Kittle will typically go in the second and third round. Mr. Money Bags, Kittle got the fucking bag yesterday or today, I believe. He got paid a shit ton of money, so congratulations to George Kittle, as he's definitely watching this video, so I really appreciate you, George Kittle. So two wide receivers so far go in the second round compared to four in the first round. Why is that? That is probably due to the fact that a bunch of tight ends and quarterbacks came Off the board. None of these picks here at all, super out of the ordinary. I prefer not to go quarterback in the second round. I prefer to wait, but it's not too out of the ordinary compared to what I think you guys will be seeing in your actual drafts. But I do advise for you not to do that. Now, looking at the other picks, a pick that was a complete steal is Josh Jacobs at the second round, pick eight. I would confidently. Pick Josh Jacobs in the first round. So if he falls to the middle late of the second round, goddamn, that is a dirty ass steal right there. Chris Godwin also going at the 2-11. So now it is time to look at the rest of the board. Obviously, we have Christian McCaffrey as our first pick because that is just what you have to do, in my opinion, at the first pick if you're not going to go Saquon Barkley. And personally, I believe you should just stick in your flag onto Christian McCaffrey since the guy's a goddamn beast. See, now the biggest issue with the second round, or having the first pick in the draft is the second round pick. Like I said earlier, the running back core is heavily depleted, and you're really just kind of. Hoping for the best at this pick. Looking at running backs, Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson, Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, David Johnson, Jonathan Taylor are all available for running back. So right here, I'm definitely going to pick at least one wide receiver here, since I feel like the running back core here is a bit more confusing. Now, there is one running back that I actually like more than the rest. I'm going to talk about him after we go ahead and select our wide receiver with the 212. And I would not argue going with two wide receivers here at this spot. Typically, I say to get out of the first three rounds of the draft with at least two running backs but in this scenario where a lot of running backs are flying off the board it is going to be hard to go ahead and stack two running backs in the first three rounds if you're not kind of willing to take a slight risk here if you're trying to go super safe at the running back position this is not the spot to have if you want to be super safe at running back I would suggest you guys try to go ahead and get like the seventh to twelfth round pick if you guys are not twelfth round pick seventh to twelfth pick in the draft if you guys are able to select your own draft position. Some leagues work like that. So, looking at the wide receivers, there's a bunch available that I like. Al Robinson, Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore are all amazing picks here to me. I like Kenny Galladay the most. Kenny Galladay is a guy that was really explosive last year, scored the most touchdowns in the NFL last season. I would not be surprised if he was able to do that again. He did half the season with David Blau, half of the season with Matthew Stafford. And, hey, if Matthew Stafford is to be able to stay healthy for the whole rest of the season, I could could see Kenny Galladay scoring even more touchdowns than we saw him score last season obviously it's hard to go ahead and predict the touchdown total at the wide receiver position because it is kind of random uh, at times, because it's much easier to predict for running backs, even then, it's kind of hard. So, for wide receivers, I would say Kenny Galladay's range of outcomes is probably from seven touchdowns to about 12 or 13, being on the more high note. I think Kenny Galladay will have an excellent season in Detroit. And, like I said, if Mr. Stafford can stay healthy, he's going to look way better. And even if Matt Stafford is hurt and doesn't play well, he's still a top 12 wide receiver in my mind, since he was able to do it last year, half and half with Mr. David Blau and with Mr. Matthew Stafford. So, we're going to go ahead and select. Kenny Galladay here with our second pick of the draft at the 212. Now we are back up to bat at the 301. Right here is where I'm starting to question myself at what to do here. This is why you do a mock draft, so that you can have a better idea of what to do at a given spot. Now, a majority of my leagues are based upon where you finished last year. So if you finished in the upper half of the league, you're gonna be picking towards the back half of the draft. So that's typically where I pick in most leagues. A lot of mine are not based off of random. So I'm never really picking at the one spot. So I don't really get to see how hard it really is to draft here. Now obviously like I said earlier, I think Christian McCaffrey gives you enough of a boost to where if your second running back isn't as good, it is going to be okay. But it does worry me when I'm not as confident in the running back still available here at tight end. We could go with George Kittle, but I feel like since we already went with one wide receiver, I don't want to start my draft one running back, one wide receiver, and one tight end due to the fact that the running back position is not very deep. Now you can go ahead and do that. I would not argue against it. You. Your team could look mighty fine drafting George Kittle here in the 3rd round, which is a nice discount since Typically he goes in the second round, but here I'm gonna go ahead and go running back and go with my guy Leonard Fournette of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Leonard Fournette was a top 10 running back last season, had so many targets, put up an amazing season, way exceeding everyone's expectations for Leonard Fournette. Now everyone is continuing to bury this guy, dig him a six foot fucking grave and having him lay in it. They don't think he's going to put up the numbers he put up last year, and I don't think so either. But I think top 15 running back is inside of Leonard Fournette's cards. It is potentially what. He He will finish as I have him ranked as a top 15 running back, and I believe he could do it again. Now, I think that the targets and the reception total is obviously decreased due to the fact that they brought in a pass-catching running back to that offense now I think Leonard Fournette is still a good inside of the tackles rusher the guy's pretty big he can do it all and I think with Gardner Minshew and if this offense is humming like I believe it could Leonard Fournette will be very good but the only worry is about the back half of the game what happens in the third quarter when they are down by a bunch of points because Saxonville defense is no more that defense is going to be getting their cheeks clapped all season long so, later in games, they're obviously going to have to throw, so we're just going to hope Leonard Fournette is still somewhat involved in the pass-catching game and hope that he can get it done enough in the first half to carry your team to a victory. So, we're going to go with Mr. Saxonville, running back, Leonard net here. Now, again, obviously, since we drafted two picks back-to-back, Michael Jordan, 96-97, now we got to wait a million picks before we go. Likely, a million wide receivers will go off the board and not too many running backs because that is the composure of, or not the composure, the composition of the third and fourth round. It is very heavily dominated by the wide receiver position since so many people are taking two or three running backs inside of the first two or three rounds. So like I said, that's exactly what happened. If we look after our pick, George Kittle came at the board followed by Mike Evans, Todd Gurley, Chris Carson, Allen Robinson, Odell Beckham Jr., Adam Thielen, Melvin Gordon, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, Zach Ertz, Juju Smith-Schuster, Le'Veon Bell, Mark Andrews, Cooper Cup, Sor- uh Cortland Sutton, AJ Brown, David Johnson, Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, and Keenan Allen. So if we look at the board right there, there was only one Oh, shit, I fucking keep misclicking because I'm a bit of a dumbass. One, two, three, four, five, six running backs off the board. The rest were wide receivers or tight ends. Now, this is very untypical. I typically see Mark Andrews come off the board as the third best tight end. But, hey, in a lot of leagues, the name value is what is going to elevate these players to the top. And Zach Ertz has a bunch of name value considering he's been one of those last top three tight ends for the last couple of years in the NFL. Now, some picks that were out of the ordinary, DJ Moore falling to the 310, And guys like Odell Beckham Jr. going ahead of him is very crazy to me. I think DJ Moore is worthy of a second round pick. I don't really like Amari Cooper all that much considering I feel like he's very ice or hot and cold. He's very ice cold some games, super hot fire the other games and I just don't feel like I want to draft a guy who has that much inconsistency. Cortland Sutton's a guy I'm off of in the fourth round. I just really do not believe enough targets will go his way this year for him to really eat and have a momentous season. Uh, Tyler Lockett's a good pick as well in the fourth round. We should be seeing DK Metcalf come off the board shortly after since they kind of go back-to-back Michael Jordan 96-97 in a lot of drafts. Once you see one guy from Seattle come off the board, the next typically comes off very soon. So looking at our first three round picks, we have Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, and Kenny Galladay. So our draft is really open to do anything. We could go running back or we could go wide receiver and we do have two picks back-to-back. So we could really go either way. Quarterback, definitely not going to be going here, but there are some solid quarterbacks on the board. Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, and Kyler Murray, all guys that I would really like in like the 5th or 6th round, but they typically don't fall that far in the draft. I'm not going to be picking them at like the 501 with my next pick. So we're looking running back or wide receiver here at the wide receiver position. We can see DJ Chark, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Devontae Parker, T.Y. Hilton, Stefan Diggs also available at running back. James Connor, Jonathan Taylor, Marky Mock, Ingram, David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary, and DeAndre Swift. I'm probably going to go ahead here and draft one running back and one wide receiver. At the wide receiver position, there are some very nice picks here I read off. DJ Chark, Terry McLaurin, and DK Metcalf would be my three favorite picks here at the 412. I really like Terry McLaurin the most out of the rest, though. I do think DJ Chark is going to be very good as well, though. The reason why I like McLaurin the most is I just think this Washington defense is not going to be super hot. They're going to be on their back foot trying to throw a lot in these games, and Terry McLaurin is obviously a wide receiver capable of getting over 1,000 yards. He almost did it last year playing in, I believe, just 13 games, so the guy is a really explosive wide receiver, an alpha in his rookie season on the team, the alpha wide receiver on the team playing up against great cornerbacks, and he was able to do it against them, so I believe he could do it yet again in 2020 and even further exceed my expectations of scary f1 terry mclaurin so now we are back up to bat at the fifth overall pick with a 501 now we're going to go ahead and go running back now here there is a bunch of different scenarios you can go here this is a scenario that's actually very typical in a lot of drafts i've done it's the james connor versus jonathan taylor versus david montgomery On one hand, you got James Conner, who's very injury prone, will probably only play 10 to 12 games, but provides top 12 upside when healthy. The other one, Jonathan Taylor, he provides value, maybe not week one. They say they're going to run with the hot hand right now, Marlon Max, the starter. And I guess hot hand is Jonathan Taylor's fucking nickname because Jonathan Taylor is clearly going to be the hot hand in this offense. That guy's a goddamn beast. Freak athlete, 2,000 plus all-purpose yards, two years in a row, so he could definitely do it. In Indianapolis and then David Montgomery probably the safest pick right around in the middle doesn't seem to have any injury concerns seems to be a guy That is hungry to beat what he did last season in his rookie campaign So the pick is really either three of these guys if I felt my roster was a bit lacking I would probably go ahead and draft David Montgomery here be safe Get a good flex in case Leonard Fournette shits the bed, but to me I'm gonna go with the high upside pick since I can definitely see Jonathan Taylor, Chris uh, Chris McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette all having top 12 weeks, all at the exact same time, so I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. He's going to be my flex for now, but he's probably going to be riding the pine if I was actually setting my roster. And I'm going to go ahead and put someone else in the flex, and then a couple of weeks into the season, when when he is the head honcho running back of the Indianapolis Colts, he is going to fly straight into my goddamn roster without a single TSA check. He's getting straight in there. Bang, bang, skadoosh. He's going in there. Shout out to the Kung Fu Panda. So now we are at our sixth round pick. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make make sure to click that subscribe button down below, like I said at the rip of the video, that shit is free, and I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 Fantasy Football Championship, so after we went with JT, John O'God, Taylor, Devontae Parker came the board, followed by Darren Waller, DJ Chark, DK Metcalf, T.Y. Hilton, James Conner, Devin Sealtary, Dakota Prescott, Stefan Diggs, Kyler Murray, Mark Ingram, Russell Wilson, AJ Green, Hollywood Brown, Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, Deshaun Watson, Julian Edelman, EZE, Evan Ingram, Tyler Higgs, be Michael Gallup and then finally at the 6:11 before our pick we see DeAndre Swift come off the board So now the quarterback brigade is going to start flying off the board. Typically, Lamar and Pat Mahomes obviously start the draft around the second or third round. And then sometimes there's a bit of a lull. And then once Dak gets picked or Kyler or Russ, then a bunch of guys come off the board. So right now, six quarterbacks. So half the teams right now have a quarterback. A bunch of tight ends have also came off of the board. We typically wait on both the tight end and the quarterback position. If I don't draft Mark Andrews early, I typically go ahead and wait at that position. So now it is our turn to go ahead and make our six overall pick through our first five picks. We have Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Kenny Galladay, Terry McLaurin, and John O'God Taylor. So now we can really go any way here. We could go wide receiver. We could go running back. We could go ahead and snag Josh Allen here because in the sixth and seventh round, I actually think that's some good value, but I'd much rather wait till the eighth round or later and snag a guy there. I would not argue against you picking Josh Allen though here because I do think the value is extreme This is a guy that can rush five to seven touchdowns pretty much every single year He's a guy that just vultures goal line touchdowns from any running back that's going to be starting on that team Because the guy's like seven feet tall not actually but he just reaches over the line He puts that shit in there and he can really carry the team with both his rushing ability and his strong arm And if he's able to control that arm and like a fucking cowboy can control his gun And he's able to whip that shit out and not throw it a couple of yards over a guy guy's heads every once in a while he's gonna end up being a monster in fantasy football so I definitely see the upside here in the sixth round as a guy that definitely has potential to finish inside of the top five at the quarterback position so here we're probably gonna do a nice mix and match of the wide receiver and running back position in the sixth and seventh round to me right here this is a lock we're gonna go ahead and get David Montgomery get that safety at our flex sure we went with Jonathan Taylor earlier and we passed up on David Montgomery but he still came back around our way and I would happily have him on my team in the sixth round around where he goes pretty much in every single draft I think with the Chicago team being more fierce this season under nine inch Nick Foles instead of kissing Teddy's Trubisky that Montgomery is going to have much more opportunity to run the ball since they won't be too worried about Mitch Trubisky having thrown a couple of interceptions. Plus, I think the defense is going to play much better this season. They were a really good defense in 2018 and 2019. They kind of took a step back, but I expect them to return to their 2018 form or just slight way better than the 2019 form and play very good so that Dave Montgomery is going to be able to run the damn rock when they are ahead late in game. So I'm going to go ahead and get David Montgomery here in the sixth round. But just so you guys understand... He is never going to be a super heavy pass catching back as long as Tariq Cohen is there. If Tariq Cohen was to end up leaving in a couple of years, then David Montgomery could really be that all-around workhorse back that you would look for in fantasy in the first couple of rounds. Now he's falling to the sixth round due to the fact that a lot of people are pissed off about his production last year. He really did people dirty last year. He was fucking them with no lube whatsoever, no KY on your ass. He just did it raw, and he absolutely screwed you over, but at the end of the day, you don't have to go ahead and buy too much into what happened last year because it's a whole new year, a whole new world. Hopefully, I didn't get a uh, hit with the uh, copyright there from Aladdin. So now we're gonna go ahead here and go with a wide receiver. Now, looking at wide receiver, there's the super high upside pick, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, and then there's the safer pick in Marvin Jones. Now, I know what you might be thinking, Nick. You're crazy. Why would you pick Marvin Jones? You already have Kenny Galladay. That's two Detroit wide receivers. Why would you do that? Well, if I believe that both guys are going to finish inside the top 20, who gives a fuck what team they're on? But at the end of the day, you might want to go ahead and diversify there. Get two different teams because if Stafford was to go down, both the guys will obviously decrease now. They won't necessarily be useless sacks of shit on your team, but they won't be as good as if Stafford was to play. So you could go either way here. I think I'm going to go ahead and diversify off of the Detroit Lions offense and go ahead and draft my favorite wide receiver of the two in Brandon Cooks. I just think Brandon Cooks is the safer play. Sure, he's one concussion from being in CTE City and probably genuinely not being okay, and not being able to play football ever again, Will Fuller is one flick of his knee to being, or just like, one. someone just go ahead and poke him, and the guy's fucking out for the season so, it's either way here I prefer Brandon Cooks though, I think Brandon Cooks emerges as the wide receiver one there, but I could see why people would go Fuller because he's already been with uh, DeAndre, not DeAndre Hopkins, because DeAndre Hopkins is gone he's already been with Deshaun Watson for a couple of years, so they already have that nice chemistry, but I think the chemistry can be built with Brandon Cooks, and I think Cooks will Be the better wide receiver in that offense. I think Brandon Cooks is a very talented wide receiver, and he was just kind of fucked over last year because he got hurt for the Rams. And then the other two wide receivers there were just so great in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. So now, if we go look ahead at the draft board after our pick. Picks of Mr. Dave Montgomery and Brandon Cooks. We see Josh Allen came off the board followed by Kareem Hunt, Will Fuller, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Debo Samuel, Marvin Jones, Raheem Mostert, Drew Brees, Christian Kirk, Cam Akas, James White, Emmanuel Sanders, Ronald Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Henry Ruggs, John Brown, Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh Steelers defense, and Sony Michelle. Now Sony Michelle, right now. I was so high on him. I was higher than Elon Musk. I was like Snoop Dogg on a Thursday night, thinking that Sony Michel was going to be great. And then the guy, he's on the PUP, right? So I'm like, oh, he's physically unable to participate, but he'll be fine for the start of the season. And then, you know what Bill Belichick said? He said, whoop-de-scoop-de-doop and fucked you right in the ass by bringing in Lamar Miller, who now you know Sony Michel is not going to be good to go for the first couple of weeks. So don't draft Sony Michel. I don't expect him to be all that good anymore after they added Lamar Miller. So just guys, just so you understand, do not be drafting in defense in the eighth round of the draft. Wait till the last two rounds. If you're kind of feeling ants and some nice ants are up in your pants, go ahead and wait and draft them in the thirteenth round, the third to last round. So now it is our time to go ahead and keep drafting some running backs and wide receivers, unless the tight ends are coming our way. Now a bunch of quarterbacks have came off the board already, so we're kind of at the part where there are a couple of guys that I still like, but I'm probably just gonna go ahead and draft a tight end here to guarantee that I get my guy now. I draft him in every league. I understand that I advise that you guys diversify the revenue and draft multiple different players. If you're playing in a bunch of different leagues, draft Hey, maybe draft Hayden Hurst in one, or maybe draft, and typically I talk about running backs, you all draft Jacobs in one, and then the other league you might want to draft Miles Sanders. To make sure that you diversify at the running back position in case one of these guys sucks, you don't want to make sure that you have five shares of the same player, and that guy just absolutely is getting down on his knees and sucking some wee-wee for your team and is doing nothing. So now you want to go ahead and draft the same tight end in every league, because I'm going to preach this guy's name till the fantasy football gods answer my prayers just like I did last year with his former teammate Mark Andrews and that is just completely draft this guy in every league Hayden Hurst tight end of the Atlanta Falcons most pass heavy team in the NFL Dirk Cutter literally loves that tight end he has he probably dresses his wife up in a Hayden Hurst jersey and then rails her because that's how much he loves Hayden Hurst Hayden Hurst has the hair to be his wife shout out to Hayden Hurst I think he's going to be great this year. Austin Hooper, Hoop God, had 93 targets last season in a hundred ga- not in a hundred games, in 13 games. He didn't even play full 16 games. He would have easily had a hundred targets if Hayden Hurst can stay healthy. The tight end in this offense is going to be amazing under Cutter, and I believe that Hayden Hurst is going to be the one of the great tight ends of this season. I am ranked inside my top five at the, the tight end position. Now it's time to go ahead and probably draft another running back or wide receiver. Right now we have one, two, three four running backs, and three wide receivers. So here we're going to go ahead and dip back into the running back well before it absolutely falls off of a cliff here in the next couple of rounds. So looking at running backs still available, we can see Matt Breida, Phillip Lindsay, Tevin Coleman, Latavius Murray, Marlon Mack, Duke Johnson, Keyshawn, Vaughn, Zach Moss still available, Alexander Madison, but we're in the t- ninth round. So we're going to go ahead and take a guy with upside here, and that is Phillip Lindsay. Now, I am not on the belief train that Melvin Gordon is that. Now I think he's good. I just am not of the belief train that he is going to be the complete workhorse of this team. Now, that is possible. This could be a wasted pick on Philip Lindsay, but I think if he's not the workhorse, Philip Lindsey will be getting work. He will be getting pass-catching opportunities. Now, he's not as good of a pass-catcher as Melvin Gordon, but that doesn't mean that he won't get work in that facet of the game. I think Philip Lindsay is a very talented player, a very underrated player, a guy that's gotten 1,000 yards two years in a row, and I believe that he has the work ethic to be able to persuade the coaches to get him into the game just as much, if not slightly less, probably slightly less than Melvin Gordon. I think that it will be the kiss of death to Melvin Gordon potentially being a top 10 guy and be very nice for Philip Lindsay in the ninth round. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. So after we with my main man, Philip Lindsay, Matthew Breida came off the board, followed by Carrion Johnson, Darius Guys, who is a wasted of a pick and a waste of a fucking human being. Uh, after that, we see Latavius, Murray, Jameson, Crowder, Hunter Henry, Rob Gronkowski, Marlon Mack, Darius Slayton, Sterling. Shepard, Keyshawn Vaughn, Darrell Henderson, C.D. Lam, Tevin Coleman, Micole Hardman, 49ers defense, Duke Johnson, Zach Moss, Justin Jefferson, Mike Williams, Alexander Madison, and Judge Judy, Jerry Judy of the Denver Broncos. Zach Moss, one of my favorite picks in the late rounds, now already moving up the board, typically like an 11th or 12th round pick, already skyrocketing into the 10th round. Maybe some people are watching my videos and it's moving them up in the draft rankings. Probably not actually. It's just off the fact that a lot of people are on Zach Moss not believing in Devin Singletary being the head honcho back there. Not Well, I do believe that he's going to be the leader in touches on the team. I just don't believe that it's so much of a workhorse role for him that Zach Moss can heavily get involved and if, if uh, Singletary was to get hurt, we could really see Moss just absolutely feasting especially since the guy's a fucking wrecking ball and will plow through the offensive line and be able to score some nice Touchdown since the guy's so big right now in the 10th round there is a player here that while I don't like him due to injury concerns I will diversify and pick him here and that is quarterback Carson Wentz definitely his top five potential win healthy his wide receiver core is just as fucking injury prone as this guy is His injury, his fucking wide receiver core just always ends up getting hurt. And that's obviously a big worry for him because if he doesn't have those big bodies on the team, he may struggle. But even with those AFL or the CFL wide receivers, the XFL wide receivers, the AAF wide receivers, where the fuck was playing for Carson Wentz? The guy was still balling out. He can do it with his legs and with his arm. And I believe that being like the quarterback 10 or 11 off the board, the value of Carson Wentz here is immense. So I'm going to go ahead and pick him here. I don't necessarily love it due to the fact that I feel like I just know for a fact the guy's eventually going to get hurt. But hey, while he's healthy, the guy's going to be a beast for my fantasy football roster and some amazing value there in the 10th round. So now we're going to go ahead and pick our 11th round player. Right now, we need either a running back or a wide receiver. Consider we filled out the whole goddamn roster already and we have two bench spots left. So we're likely going to go two running backs and one wide receiver. Maybe go two wide receivers, one running back. It's really all up to how I feel by the time we are picking our picks. So right now, Antonio Gibson has already moved ahead of Adrian Peterson in people's rankings, as he should. AP will be the starter, though, to begin the year, so if you want to go ahead and solidify a guy you feel like you want to play for the first couple of weeks, draft AP. If you want to go ahead and have a guy you can stash on that roster draft, Mr. Antonio Gibson. So here we're going to go with Mr. AG, Antonio Gibson, all, not all day, fucking all Kenny Galladay, Antonio Gibbison of the Washington, formerly the Washington, R words now, the Washington football team. He went to Memphis, had like 33 touches last year, a zillion yards somehow. If he is able to get the workload that I believe he could get a couple of weeks into the season, maybe take six weeks. He's definitely a guy you can't start for a while, but he's going to ride the pine and eventually you can throw him in there and he could be a potential league winner for your team that you found in the 11th round. So now it is time to look at the rest of the draft board after we made our 11th round pick, and then we make our two final picks before we have to draft our kicker and our defense. So After to we went with Antonio Gibson, Tony Pollard came at the board, followed by Golden Tate, Boston Scott, Baltimore Ravens defense, uh, Buffalo Bills defense, uh, Naheem Hines, Adrian Pearson, Anthony Miller, Jalen Rager, Robbie Anderson, who's a fucking waste of a pick and a waste of a human out because the guy's just fucking awful. Not awful like how Darius Geis is an awful human, but just an awful player. Uh, After that's Alshon Jeffery, uh, Chase Edmonds, and then Jared Cook, Matthew Stafford, Austin Hooper, Justin Jackson, Jamal Williams, Preston Williams, Damian Harris, Mike Licky, Amagasicki, uh, LaShawn McCoy, and Aaron Rodgers. Discount double check in the 12th round. So now we're going to go probably two wide receivers since the running back core is absolutely useless at this point. So we're going to go ahead and snag at the wide receiver position. There's a couple of guys here that I I like. like Michael Pittman Jr. as an upside pick out of Indianapolis could emerge, especially if T.Y. Hilton was to get hurt as potentially the wide receiver one or two on that roster Randall Cobb. I like late as well. Hunter Renfro provides that potential with Derek Carr since they have that connection. Nikhil Harry, I like Alan Lazard so, and Brandon Ayuk, so here we're going to go with Nikhil Harry, my favorite late round pick out of New England, I think that there would be no reason why Bill Belichick would have drafted him in the first round if he didn't believe that he was a really good player, typically Bill Belichick just goes ahead and watches some random lacrosse practice at some school in New Jersey New York or Connecticut, find some guy and then magically that guy's the wide receiver two of the team, but no, this time you went ahead and actually drafted a guy who a lot of people believe is a very talented wide receiver, myself included, he just didn't put up big numbers last year because he got hurt in the preseason, and then it took him a bunch of weeks to get healthy. And the, by the time he was healthy, Tom Brady already had these connection with these other guys. And Tampa Bay, Tom Brady doesn't give a damn who you are. He's not throwing you the ball unless they have a good connection. And then we are going to go ahead and draft Brad, uh, wide receiver Alan Lazard of the Green Bay Packers. I'm not completely bought in on Lazard being completely alpha or being a complete... Completely great player for fantasy roster because we all got fucking doinked by uh, MVS and Geronimo Allison last year. But hey, it's the 13th round. If he sucks absolute ass, you just go ahead and cut him like after the first week so I want to go ahead here and look at what happened after we picked Alan Lazard after that was came off the board was the Lizard King Sammy Watkins Curtis Samuel Danny Dimes Noah Fant AJ Fat Man, Dylan TJ Hawkinson Devontae Freeman still not on the team Dallas Goder Darrington Evans Patriots defense Baker Mayfield Patriots kicker DeAndre Washington Justin Tucker the fucker Bears defense Eric Ebron a bunch of kickers a bunch of defenses and Big Ben and Jared Goff and Jack Doyle So now it's time to go kicker and defense here. You want to go with whichever position you prefer first. So we're going to go with third leg Greg Zerline of the Dallas Cowboys first as our kicker, and then we're going to go ahead and get a defense. Now, how you draft defense is you're going to go ahead and Google type in NFL schedule week one, draft a defense playing a shitty offense week one, or offense you believe will not be scoring all that well week one. And that's the Chargers for me. Great defense going up against a not so hot Bengals team early in the season. I think that. Burrow will struggle in the first couple of games due to the fact that he's a rookie quarterback with no preseason. I think he will have a great season overall. I think the Bengals are a good team, but I think the first week he may stutter, throw a pick or two and that will make the Chargers defense even better but the Chargers defense is already good, so that should be enough for you to draft them and then by week two, you just go ahead and come back to my channel, watch defenses to pick up for week two, you cut that motherfucker defense, the Chargers, and you add a new one. So, looking at our team, we got Carson Wentz, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Kenny Galladay, Terry McLaurin, Hayden Hurst, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, we got the LA Chargers defense, and our kicker is Greg Zerline. Our bench is David Montgomery, Brandon Cooks, Philip Lindsay, Antonio Gibson, Nikhil Harry, and Alan Lazard. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you ended up at any point enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Check out the Patreon as well, patreon.com slash fantasy. The draft guide is $7.50 for the month of August. I love each and every single one of you guys, and I'll see you guys, you motherfuckers, tomorrow with yet another banger of a video. Good boy!